Hey, everybody. Heading to do a measure. I started recording a great podcast, and I didn't have my microphone plugged in. Well, I had something plugged in, but it was something else. Ah, well, fuck it. Sound might have been good, but probably not. Um, so today is Tuesday, the 31st of August, and so I thought I would just put together a little thing on my local issue. Because uh, tomorrow's September 1st, and, and, and for September, I kind of wanted to do a few on, uh, you know, 9-11 and, and that fucking disaster in America. So today I thought I'd just talk a little bit, probably be 10, 20 minutes maybe, max, about my, my uh, issue with the city and city council and the mayor. And I've talked to the mayor and he. He seems to be all on my side, but then, you know, he's a politician, so, you know, what he says when he came over to visit and talk to me is 100%. But then, you know, he goes and talks to the city manager, and they kind of talk him off the, the cliff in their way of thinking. And so, I don't know. You know, these politicians, they're like, Mark, you hit that nail right on the head with this issue. Planning and zoning has been a sore subject in our community for years. In fact, 90% of the problems we deal with here, Mark, is planning and zoning and people needing to get a permit when they want to change a water heater. And we all think it's stupid and we want to fix it. And now that you're pushing this issue, we think you got a little bit of a movement going on. And Well, what we're going to do is we're going to set up a committee to look into this shit. And we'd like you to head it up if you got the time. If not, not a big deal. Because we believe that this planning and zoning department has gotten way out of control. So you got your finger on the pulse and we'd like to hear your thoughts on it. And then we could run it past our committee and talk to some lawyers and insurance companies and the people that really run the city. I'm just here, you know, it's a part-time thing, you know. So we'll pass uh, your findings on to the more important people. How about that? It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, so that's kind of the way it seems. Like, no matter who I talk to in the city council, well, Mark, what a great fucking idea. You know, whatever. So, you know, it was always a local issue to me when I started Defund Bureaucracy on Facebook. Facebook group is private, but you can ask to join it, and boom, I'll, I'll approve you. I started it out as a local fucking rant and bitch platform for my city government just to wake them up and maybe bitch slap some sense into them. But uh, I think it's more of a national issue. You know, you you could live in podunk fucking Tennessee and you got a city councilman giving you shit or planning and zoning fuckwad. You can live in uh, what the hell, Texas, if you want. Planning and zoning. And then we all know that if you live in, oh my God, California. (laughs) Well, you're just fucked. Um, So, you know, we have these rules we run into all the time. And, uh, you know, my opinion is it is a national issue. And, and, And I'd like to get people together on it nationally, you know, lawyers and writers and people that got a fucking point of view and they can articulate it 
and give them a platform, but, you know, hasn't really gotten going or off the ground yet, but that's, that's my goal with it. So it is a national thing, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit because, you know, when I started building onto my house, you know, God, a year and a half, almost two years ago when I actually started, you know, and then it was probably a year and six months. So six months into it when the walls started going vertical because they couldn't see what was going on before that. Um, I, I get a visit from the planning and zoning douche. I wasn't home, so he taped a stop work order on my wall, which I just, you know, took off the the wall and put it in my file. My file of this is going to get ugly, which it has. So seven days later, them fucks show up again. Now I read the stop work order. It's not like I just got mad and threw it out. No, I read it. And what did it say? It said, well, I had 12 days to, to respond. Well, seven days is not 12 days. So that falls under harassment, I would think. But I was polite to the dick. And he explained to me how he has the right to come on private property and inspect what I'm building. Which I laughed and told him, no, you don't, but whatever. And then he said, I need to stop working. And then uh, I go, well, I don't see any Arizona revised statutes on there. Because usually when I get even a ticket from a cop, it says, I'm in violation of Arizona revised statute, blah, blah. Dot, blah, blah, dot, blah, blah, blah. I go, I don't see that. I go, but I can quote three or four Arizona revised statutes to say you're trespassing and get the fuck off my property. So I go, I don't see any of that on there. So he wrote down a couple ordinances, city ordinances, which which are horseshit. So my point is, (laughs) Trump didn't write me. Mark, I'm a builder. You need to get that zoning permit because it's important. You know, I built sky rises, skyscrapers, whatever you want to call high rises, hotels all around the world. They all wanted me to get a permit and kiss their ring and give them a bunch of money, and I did. Well, of course you did, Trump, because that's your job. So if your job requires you buy two-by-fours, you buy them. You mark them up 35 40%. You pass it on to the customer, but I'm an owner-builder. I don't have that fucking luxury. But he didn't He didn't even write me. It felt kind of bad. And then Ducey, and, and the, you know, he never he never wrote me or called me and said, dude, this is state law. You, you need to, you need to get a, you need to get a permit, man. Okay. I build all these ice cream shops. What are they? Cold Stone or something like that ice cream. That's his invention. No, he didn't say, uh, I, did, I built all these things and I had to get permits and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, you're commercial, dude. Shut the fuck up. But he didn't, he didn't even call me. I have a local representative and I think they're, you know, fairly close, you know, in proximity. You know, probably take them an hour and a half drive to get to where I live. That's how disconnected we are with our representatives nowadays, which is one of the biggest problems we have in America right now is that bullshit. But anyway, jury mandarin is what it's called. Look it up. See how they fucked that all up. So my representative could have actually came out. You know, it's like, hey, Mark, I just want to talk to you. Let's chat. You know, you need to, you need to get a permit. It's important. 
Why is it important there, Mr. Representative? Well, because, see, it's a, it's a, it's a control thing. We got you by the short hairs, and we just don't want to let go. And Well, you're trying to resist and pull away. Now, if we lose our grip on your short hairs, you might think you're a fucking American and can do all kinds of shit. You might start thinking you have rights. You know, yeah, I mean, you have rights, but those are the ones we gave you. You might start thinking you actually have unalienable rights and, you know, well, carrying a gun and shit. We can't have that. Just get the permit, Mark. No, see, none of these people called me. Stopped by or even emailed me. But the guy that came to my property and told me I was uh, being a douche and building a house that might endanger public health and safety, which is such bullshit. He's a local guy hired and paid for by my local taxes in my fucking city. So, you know, I got all these departments in the city and most of them I kind of like. You know, parks are cool, water works, garbage gets picked up. Fuck, they even own a golf course that I played golf on. So I don't mind, you know, paying my taxes for that shit. Got a public pool people like. Kids love it. That's where my money goes. And then they take a portion of that money and they, they create a department called Department of Planning and Zoning. Oh, what do you do with that money of mine? Well... What we do is we amass it together and then we pass a bunch of laws and then we fuck you. We come around and fuck you. We drag you to court and tell you what you can and can't do and we fuck you. And thanks for the money. Now, if you tell them, hey, I pay your salary, they'll get all mad. You know, it's like you don't pay my salary. I mean, you pay, you know, maybe a, a dollar toward it. You know, let's see, there's 5,000 people in the town and taxes and buying groceries and shit. It's like, well, you know, maybe you pitch in a few dollars every you know month to my salary but uh, go fuck yourself I'm paid for all the people I represent the people oh I'm a people well yeah but you're just one person so go fuck yourself it's like really because my house then is one private residence not residential housing which would be all the people nope that's not the way we look at it Mark so what it boiled down to is see there's 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 codes for public health and safety. Now, the one thing I know about public, it is not private. Because private is not public. So, I have my private yard and then right there next to my private yard is public sidewalk. So, a bunch of protesters show up. They can stand on the public sidewalk right in front of my yard. In fact, my driveway crosses it. And it's so close I can spit on it from my private property. But if them protesters walk onto my yard... I can have them arrested for trespassing. So there's this massive, glaring distinction, not just the color of grass to the sidewalk and the cur and the and the concrete. It's just glaringly said, that side is private, this side is public. So I get it. See, I'm not a fucking moron. But the city has it all twisted up and they're they're like, they're like, Well, no, you're all part of you know, public housing. Oh, Okay, whatever. Go fuck yourself. So that's what I told him in court, and that's where we're at now. And I tried to explain it to, to my mayor. It's like, mayor, dude, it's like this. If I'm barbecuing outside and I'm cooking you a steak and me a steak and my wife a steak and 
maybe even my brothers on the city council's at stake. And you like it, I mean, just raw, basically, tartar-ish. You know, knock the horns off that thing, wipe its butt, and throw it on the plate. And my brother, he likes it kind of almost well done. And my wife likes it medium well. I like it medium rare. You know, so we all have certain tastes. Well, now the guy from the health department comes on the property and he's like, hey, I smell you're cooking meat. So that gives me probable cause, in my mind, to be on your property. Because, see, I'm worried about public health. Oh, so you're a, a health inspector. Yeah. Oh. He goes, you can't cook that meat that way. It has to be medium well to well. It has to hit 138 degrees temperature. Or you can't serve it. Like, oh. Well, fuck, I didn't know that. Thank you very much. Now get the fuck off my property. And, and that's the difference. See, they can't come into your house and tell you that you have to hard scramble your eggs and you can only do over medium to over hard, but you can't do over soft, which has still got a little bit of slime in there. People like that. Over medium, everything's cooked. The, the white stuff's cooked fine, but the yolk is still, you know, runny. And then there's medium hard or over hard, which even the yolk is done like a fucking hard-boiled egg and maybe a little orange juice in there, a little floating around that, that yolk that you could maybe scoop up with a piece of toast. I kind of like it over, over medium. They don't know how to do that, so I just, just say over easy, and then they fuck it all up anyway. But see, a restaurant can be told that because there is salmonella issues with chicken products and um, products with pork and products with steak and E. coli and all that to where they can say your leftovers could only set out for so many minutes and then you have to be covered and refrigerated at this temperature. Um, your eggs have to be cooked this way. Your meat has to be cooked that way unless they, you know, if you ask them and they want it over medium or rare, you have to tell them, you know, it's kind of bad for you. But, you know, that's, that's a restaurant. See, it's a fucking restaurant. The public, people like you and me are walking in. We're part of the public. So I would hope that, you know, they know what they're fucking doing. And so we go, well, you know what? They don't know what they're doing. So we have a county health department and they'll inspect, which means they'll do a shit job. And, a, and really a bad review on Yelp would close that restaurant faster than the bribery and shit that goes on in the health department. And I've seen it, you know, that keeps these restaurants open that got fucking, you know, fucking hair in the food and all kinds of gross shit. But, hey, they got a license, so. You know, there's, it's rot with favoritism. But then that, that same guy to come on my private property and go, well, this is how you got to cook your food. See, that's a violation of private as opposed to public. And I'm trying to explain that to the fucking city lawyer. And I said, this is private property. You don't need to worry about whether my trusses were certified or not. It doesn't fucking matter. My insurance company's already insured the place. So if the roof blows off because of my negligence and hurts my neighbor, my insurance will pay it. Go fuck yourself. None of your business. None ya. So this is where they're at. But see, you know, and then, and that, that's the difference. That's my argument with them. And maybe you need to, you know, maybe take some notes and look some stuff up and look up private property laws in your state. 
Constitution and see if you can find ways to to make an issue. Because they still use words like private and public. And once you get to know it, even in a lot of areas to where, like even with the Kelo decision, that fight went on for a while until it made it in the Supreme Court. And then they lost, the Kelo people lost because, you know, the, the Supreme Court judges were just fucking stupid. But, you know, on a lot of local levels, you can sit there and go, Your Honor, this stop work order is worded this way. And that does not apply to me. You know, if nothing else, it'll force them to be smarter next time and re- maybe write up some new ordinances in their city to cover their ass. But if you look hard enough, sometimes they don't. And if the code enforcement guy is, how many of you, how many of you show of hands have gotten a ticket where you're, you know, you actually look it up or you give it to your lawyer and the lawyer's like, this ticket has to do with, uh, you know, a school zone. But then the location of the ticket was on the on the highway. Not the highway, like the fucking freeway highway, you know. So if if you were on the highway, then uh, the highway patrol would have had to write you a ticket. And if you were on a public street by a school zone, then that would have been a police officer. And, and you were kind of doing neither because you were over here doing that, you know. So you can get it dismissed. So you got to you got to look. You got to read, you got to study, you got to get your learn on. And so it's, it, to me, it's a very nationalized issue, this issue of noncompliance. And, and we're seeing it all around with the, uh, you know, medical mandates of getting shots, you know, this COVID thing and mask mandates and shutting down schools and telling people to stay home and bankrupting businesses and you know, these businesses, at least in my state, I'm looking at it going, well, I don't know about your constitution, but my federal constitution says they can't do this. You know, the Nuremberg protocols that were written after the Nuremberg trials when, you know, these fucking Germans killed all these Jews in Auschwitz and stuff, you know, with medical experiments, they were hung because they were fucking assholes. And then they past Nuremberg Protocol that says you can't force somebody to take a medicine or a vaccine without their consent. But you can't just sit there and go, well, I'm going to coerce you into getting this vaccine. And you're like, well, how the fuck are you going to do that? You're going to come to my house and scare me? And they're like, no, we'll just fire you. That's coercion. So people are becoming more and more non-compliant. Unfortunately, for those that have been vaccinated, um, their ship has sailed. I mean, they can be non-compliant, and it might help them a little bit without getting the booster shot or maybe the second shot, you know, or buying into the whole Delta variant bullshit. And there's so much scientific crap about it, if you care to, to watch videos and read and learn, that, uh, you know, it, it's it's not even a vaccine. It's a, it's a spike protein that's supposed to help replicating all this stuff with the messenger RNA, but it, it's not doing that because that's not what it was designed to do. It was designed to fuck you up. And people go, well, Mark, you're a conspiracy nut. And I will be talking about conspiracies on my other podcast coming up, you know, about, you know, 9-11 and stuff. So I won't get into it now, but you, you have to learn. I mean, you're on your own. I've said this about prepping, about the economic situation, about nutritional situation, health, all aspects that affect you as a prepper, 
you're kind of on your own. You're on yo-yo time. You're on your own. And, and no one's going to help you. No one. You might have a friend that's a prepper and he can help you. But when it comes down to really knowledge and, and reading really good scientific articles and stuff, you're going to get this bastardized view from preppers that are fanatics or whatever. And and you can learn a lot through it if if you watch enough of them and read enough of them to, to filter out the bullshit and, and come up with the, the real stuff. But most people don't. So... You're on your own. You have to learn. You have to learn nutrition. You have to read about high fat, you know, diet and how carbs are so bad and how carbs have always been bad and how the 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 low carb high fat diet was created to improve epilepsy because epilepsy is basically too many carbs in the brain and no fat, no ketone bodies. I mean, it's just fucking science. And so you got to you got to set your predisposition aside and you know in your love for pasta and go no I need to be on a high fat diet because if I'm going to be a prepper the only food source I'm going to have is going to be dehydrated carbohydrates oh bad for me or hunting and, and fishing oh good for me so you know if if you if you're not going to make a decision then you're going to buy a bunch of dehydrated food which is expensive and then you're going to buy a bunch of hunting and fishing equipment which is expensive and you're going to be trying to walk up both sides of the ramp and and, and it costs you twice as much money you know so you that's why you you're supposed to look into these things and the same thing goes with these these vaccinations I mean, when the doctor that invented the mRNA, the messenger transport system to take prions and these spike proteins and stuff and encapsulate them and send them into your blood to where it reprograms your fucking DNA. When he says what they've done with his product is bad, I would listen to him. But then again, you know, Einstein, you know, sat there and basically kind of helped invent the, the atomic bomb. And then he was like thinking that it would be used for good, just like the doctor that invented the mRNA. And then the governments and all the fucking control freaks and people that don't care about you and I turned around and turned it into a motherfucking atomic bomb. They've turned this into a death shot. So the virus is the vaccine. That's what will kill you. And what it does is it overloads your immune system with all this bullshit. And then when you do get exposed to the flu, because that's what, you know, COVID-19 is, it's just, it's the fucking flu. You look at every flu virus under a microscope and you see that little spiky thing. That's why they call it Corona, because it means crown. And so they're all coronaviruses and they all look like that. There's just different you know, strains or whatever they want to call it. I don't even know if that's the proper scientific word. But SARS-CoV-2 was COVID. It was it was the fucking flu. H1N1, the fucking flu. Spanish fucking flu. So once you get exposed to it again, with it now that then your your immune system goes into this hyper fucking velocity thing, and and, and then it fucking kills you. And with 70% of Americans getting vaccinated because they're just sheeple, well then, you know. So that, you know, the, the, the non-compliant movement is going that way because a lot of people are going, you're not going to shoot me up with that needle. 
you know, just on principle. They might not even know. They're just like, no, fuck you. But then they'll let their kids wear a mask in school. That's where they need to be non-compliant. Also, it's like, no, I'll take my kids out of school. I'll homeschool them. Fuck you. Well, that that sucks because now one of the parents has to stay home, and you've cut your income by you know, thirty. 20% depending on which parent stays at home and what their income was to the pot. So, you know, we can't, people can't do it. So you got to be non-compliant. You need to fight. You need to go to these town councilors, school board meetings and fight. And like I've said, don't cry and whine and go, <laughs> you know, take your time, use it wisely, make some really good points, which is something I do not do in my podcast, but I'm not talking to a school board and I don't have a three minute clock. So fuck it. But you need to you need to be more focused on that because you're trying to, I don't know, persuade a bunch of do-gooders. That's why they're on the school board, and think they know what's best for you because that's why they're on the school board, and they think they're so fucking smart and you're so stupid. That's why they're on the fucking school board, and you need to persuade them. So you're given three minutes, and 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 my daughter-in-law is going to be, you know, kind of talking to the school board in Wisconsin, um, and, and we were like. Well, what you need to do is get a group together and then you introduce the subject in your three minutes and then each consecutive person follows driving the point home. Boom, 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 boom. That way you got 15 minutes if you have five people talking, right? All about the same subject. Point A, bullet point, bam. Point B, bullet point, bam. And so you just go down that list and then maybe you might make an impact. I doubt it because most of them are such self-righteous cocksuckers that they don't give a fuck about you or your kid. But the non-compliant movement is moving. It's growing. There's a good movie, the, non, uh, be, uh, the non-compliant movie, noncompliantmovie.com, I think, is the free, you know, where you can go watch it for free by Chris Hall. Very good. I watched it. Loved it. And you just learn so much from, you know, listening to people that really know what they're talking about. And lawyers, one thing, you know, that are good about lawyers, because you and I might know all of the the nuances, we can read about it. And, you know, we can have our day in court and probably win on a stupid traffic ticket or something like that. What makes lawyers really good is they can, they can tie a lot of things together that are actually relevant to what they're talking about. And they can tell stories about Madison or Jefferson just a little bit, not enough to bore the judge. But, you know, they can they can bring together their presentation almost in a story form to where people enjoy listening to it. And they learn and you see the history of this, you know, heinous act that's going on or whatever you're defending. And so lawyers are good at that because they can sit there and go, well, yeah, I'd like to talk about Jefferson or Adams and, and the history. But I, I don't know case law that good enough, and I don't know how to look it up and what pertains to what. Is there a nexus between my story and what I'm being charged with? See, so that's what lawyers are good for. So you have to look at it that way, and, and you have to either be your own lawyer or at least be noncompliant. Start the ball rolling. Be noncompliant. If you feel your rights are being violated, then be non-compliant. doesn't mean you have to be violent or angry or yelling at, at people, but you need to sit there and say, no, not going to do it. Just like I told the city attorney, you know, I went to court, my first trial, you know, went to court and he goes, how do you plead on this? I go, not guilty. He's like, okay. 
See, the judge doesn't care how I plead. He's like, not guilty. Awesome. See you later. And then I, I, I went to court. I think this is where I want to turn. So I went to court and I said, not guilty. And he set it for a pretrial, which is when I meet with the district attorney. Or, you know, you would if it was a more serious crime. I meet with the city prosecutor. And the city prosecutor's, you know, like, here's what we got on you, motherfucker. You know, let's make a deal. I'm your friend. And so you, you look at all this stuff and you're like, yeah, okay, that's your case against me. And uh, they go, how do you want to proceed? And I go, well, I'm not guilty. And I didn't tell her anything other than, you know, what I was feeling. But see, they, they wanted to work with me. And I think that's part of the state law that I'm quoting to them is like, you, you can't make me do this. You have to work with me. Well, so they were trying. It's been a year and a half, five or six pre-trial conferences. And finally, she goes, if you don't send me those pictures I've requested about all the stuff you built, then I'm going to set this for trial. Oh, there. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so I, I haven't sent him any pictures because that would be testifying against myself. And, and like I told the mayor, I said, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to comply because I didn't do nothing wrong. Therefore, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not asking you to tell the city to drop this because I did something wrong and I want you to look the other way like the good old boys club because, yeah, I killed that guy or raped that girl like the Kennedy family, but I need you to drop this because, well, hell, I could go to prison. Oh, okay, you know, that's my son, Your Honor. He's a good kid. I'm also the one that donates millions to your fucking campaign, so that's how the good old boy clubs works. I'm not asking for that. What I'm asking for is for them to go, oh, Mark, I see you did nothing wrong. Why are we here? Ah, here's the street I was looking for. You know, so that's, you know, I'm not asking for favoritism. I'm not asking for nepotism. I'm not asking for them to reinstate the good old boys club and bring the band back together. I'm asking them to fucking look at common sense and go, we don't need to be wasting city time on this because Mark is the guy that will waste quite a few years of our time, as he's already proven worthy of, of doing. So it is a national problem. It is something that we will all face and all have faced. Because no matter who I talk to, when I say I built 1,600 feet added on to my home, and people go, oh, did you get a permit? Because they know I'm, I'm an ass, and they know it's expensive, and it's a timely process. And you know whatever spurs that question, I go, no. And they're like, oh. You didn't get a permit? You didn't kiss the ring of the Archbishop of fucking planning and zoning? Like, no, I didn't. Wow. What did they say? I said, well, they haven't said much yet because we've been stringing this along for a year and a half, almost two years now. So uh, what can they say? I've done nothing wrong. They're trying to write me a speeding ticket for driving in a car that I don't own on the day that I was clearly at home and not driving. And I have witnesses. They're like, yeah, but you know, why are you being so argumentative? Why don't you just uh, 
take some pictures of that car you were driving and and admit that you're guilty and then uh, pay the fine. We won't put you in jail. It's like, because I wasn't fucking driving, you dumbass. So that's where we're at. It is a national issue, like I said, because you know it. Every, you know someone that's experienced it no matter where you live. And, and, and you need to learn to fight it. And that's what defund bureaucracy is all about on Facebook. And they haven't shut it down yet. Now, maybe they will someday. But uh, you need to, you know, you need to share your stories. If you're in a battle with the city where you live, you know, put it together, a little timeline and go on this day. They did that. I told them, go pound sand or yes, sir. And, and now they're now they want more and more and more, just like a ransom note. You know, that they're holding over your head now. It's like, well, you know, you rounded up that $1,000 for that permit pretty quick. But um, we need uh, revised plans. It's like, well, that's going to cost me an architect. It's like, yeah, yeah, you got the money. We don't care. Um, you know, if you use our architect, then it won't have to go before the review board because he's so give him some money and then I'll still review it and then I'll ask you more money. See, it's, it's always there's a, a game afoot. So write that all out. What happens? Put it, you know, ask to join defund bureaucracy. It's a fucked up word to spell. Um, and, and on Facebook. And, and, and I think the cover is says power corrupts. So you'll know you're on the right one. And I'm the administrator, Mark Boyle. So once you find it, then you can go, oh, that's the one that Mark's telling me about. Join up. Um, and, and then post your story. If you're a, a, a law enforcement guy, post your your stories and, and what you're doing to help your community not be oppressively run by tyrants. Um, if you're a lawyer, post some advice, write some articles saying, you know, this is how we do it in this state and it seems to be successful. I don't even care if you go and if you need legal help, contact my office, you know, Billy Bob fucking lie. I mean, don't post a goddamn ad because I'll just delete it. But, you know, you post a, a little story in an article about what you're doing to help a couple clients. And, and, and you can definitely, you know, if, if you're posting as your, your, your page as a lawyer, people will find you or you can put their, you know, call me if you live in this area. And, and a phone number. I, do, I don't care. There's ways to do it without being a douche and just fucking spamming everybody. But, you know, if you're a lawyer and you can help, help. If, you, if you're if you law enforcement at any level and you can help, help. If you're a sheriff and you're trying to be a constitutional sheriff and, and you want to help, then help. Because that's where America gets saved is with our sheriffs. So if you're a sheriff that's, you know, told uh planning and zoning department that, you know, old, old Miss Mary can actually have chickens and a, a garden in her front yard. And if you harass her, I'll have you all arrested. Then share that story. So that's how it works in America. We all can get together and we help each other. So I hope this helped. It was a, a little short one, 35 minutes. Um, I'll be uh, posting another podcast tomorrow or, or doing one. And then I'll get that posted too. And it'll be September 1st. Today's the 31st. And I just wanted to get that out there. So I love you all. And uh, I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. They invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. 
this far, no farther. That's just my game.